Hey everyone, Luke S. Don, you're listening to Goofin. Goofin! Thanks for tuning in to Goofin. Thanks for being here. Hope you're all doing good. Hope you're doing well. Happy uh, vaccine season. I got poked yesterday. It was a good time. Uh, I only cried for 30 minutes in the parking lot afterwards. Before and after. <laughs> I hate needles. Boy, howdy, do we have an episode for you today. Uh, my guest today, he's a co-host of the Chubby Behemoth podcast with Sam Talent. He is also the Denver Comedy Champion, and he'll be running a super cool festival in Trinidad, Colorado, called the Chief Bicycle and Comedy Festival, April 29th through May 1st. Make some noise for the very funny Nathan Lund. Goofing. Goofing. No? Just goofing. Uh- <laughs> I had D. Kelly on the podcast once, and he was saying that Drunk Nate was a different, like a different animal of comic. <laughs> Than what sober Nate is. You guys were talking about me. He just brought it up. He's like, he's, I just asked about the squire, and he's like, oh, Nathan Lund. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So, yeah, I uh, I liked. I I once was uh, quite the drinker. I uh, drank a lot in college, and then started doing stand up right after I graduated from college. And so it was just, you know, I went from one party to a different party, you know, like a to match a, made in heaven. Yep. Well, yeah, a match, a match. Yeah, definitely a match for my for my drinking and my social butterfly uh, personality. <laughs> so, yeah. And I started doing comedy in Las Vegas. And so there was a lot of opportunity to, to stay out and drink and and hang out and uh, and then moving to Denver, you know, uh, I moved to Denver in 2008 and so it was still very much a beer town. You know, all the breweries were, a lot of breweries were, were up and running. So, uh, that was also a nice match and, uh, and the squire and me. Yeah, we were a pretty good match. Uh, <laughs> uh, I heard the drinks anything? were just dirt cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, right on Colfax. So like, definitely a dive bar this is before you know the you know they had their big remodel right and so for forever it was very you know it was beat up it was gross uh everything was sticky including me and um yeah just like really everything you would want in a in a dive bar in an open mic you know because anything could happen it could be and a lot of times uh when i got there it was after like maybe two years of building it up, you know, and getting the word out. And so I got to be a part of it when it was really hitting its stride. And, and, and a lot of people knew to go there on Tuesdays and that it was like a party, you know? And, uh, so yeah. And I, I drank there a lot and luckily made friends instead of enemies. Uh, for the most, uh, I had one lady that wanted to, one lady wanted to kill me one night (laughs) and I was lucky that her date, uh, (laughs) Her date liked me and thought I was very funny, and so he prevented her from killing me. She wanted well, did she to have like a gun or to... something. No, but she was furious because I was making fun of religion, and she—I think she was Christian—and oh. so she she turned into a <laughs> into a very non-Christian version of herself. You know, she and I mean, she was at the Squire on a Tuesday night, but um, you know, I'm not yeah. judging, but she like at like uh, eleven yeah, o'clock. She, or midnight mm-hmm. yeah 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 even at, yeah the show usually i think started yeah around 11 or later so she yeah it was late she, sorry right she wanted <laughs> she wanted to dip a 
dip a toe in the lake of fire. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I came out, I came out swinging because at the Squire, you know, and, and because I was still just a few, I was four years in when I moved to Denver. So like I was still trying to be pretty edgy and, you know, like yeah. get people's attention that way. And at the Squire, it was very competitive when it came to being edgy or, uh, you know, off color. Uh, all of that stuff was, was, uh, was a part of the Squire. And, uh, you know, you didn't have to be dirty, but I think it, it was just so hard to, to maintain control of that crowd. Cause a lot of the people were there to hear comedy in the background while they like tried to meet, you know, young, hot Denver <laughs> co-eds or whatever. There was a lot of <laughs> mingling going on. Mm. And so some of, some of the people were there to, to see comedy, but, but a lot of times they would just start to talk and just kind of take over. And so a you did have room. to try and, Oh yeah. 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 You had to wear your knee pads because you might have to <laughs> shoot on somebody, go for the double leg <laughs> and dominate them. It, it was uh, it was a crash course. It was um, it was the kind of room that you like, a lot of people hated it because it didn't feel fair, you know, like sometimes mm -hmm. the comics didn't have a chance, you know, you just kind of yelled into the void and nobody really listened. And then all of a sudden somebody might have a good set, but it was just, you know, based on the, the time of the night, you know, as opposed to anything that they might do in particular. And people had ways to try to fight it. Like uh, Adam Caton Holland would pick a, a person or people that weren't paying attention that he could see in the room and he would start like dissecting them you know either either guessing what they were talking about or just ripping on them just making fun of their clothes or their look and i forgot uh, who was telling was, me but uh someone was telling me that he would sometimes just do some of his set in spanish really fast to get people to start looking oh, at yeah. the stage and then he would yeah he he yeah he was pretty good because i think i mean i know he 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 was there probably every tuesday from the beginning until somewhere near the end you know he he helped build that room and uh so yeah he, he he had some tricks up his sleeve to try and fight the good fight you know maybe win some people over by by you know just by picking out whoever he thought looked like douchebags and you know maybe uh try to establish dominance over them and uh sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't and so yeah i i was trying to be I was still trying to be like Doug Stanhope or whoever, you know, like mm -hmm. out there, like clever, but also, uh, you know, dark or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, I was, I was making fun of Jesus and this woman was black and she called me white devil a bunch of times <laughs> and got dragged out of there <laughs> before she could get her, get her hands around my neck. Just uh, screaming white devil at you. Call him. Yeah. She called me a white devil said i was uh, uh yeah. said i was evil and was very mad at me and then i said at one point i was like i would i would feel bad if your boyfriend wasn't laughing his ass off this whole time and that of course maybe got him in trouble because he <laughs> started laughing at that and yeah. you know was i'm sure she wasn't happy with that they probably had a good fight in the car but <laughs> i was grateful for him because he did uh hold her back and get her out of there before and she, that's <laughs> before hilarious she got to me so yeah there was a lot of that at the squire d kelly remembers you know and that used to be Demon. like 2008 to 2010 there were not a ton of comics there were a lot of random people trying to do it but it, it grew a lot between 2008 and you know it continues to grow but uh so, is there yeah, actually there just... mics there now what's that at the squire 
No, I just mean Denver. You know, like oh, there were yeah, a lot yeah. of there were there weren't as many comics, and so you know there were just like a handful of us that we that 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 did a lot of the mics and yeah. So yeah, D and I definitely had a lot of t- nights together, and yeah, he saw me get real drunk. I used to I used to walk walk home from the Squire, so there was uh you know there wasn't a lot of and I wasn't a good I mean I quit drinking for a reason you know I wasn't right I was. I wasn't great at it overall. Sometimes I was fine. And sometimes I just, I, I never was good at uh, stopping, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Oh yeah, one, one more for me. And then that's going to do her. Uh, I did not really do that. I kind of just drank until, until I blacked out and then had a couple more and then yep. maybe I end up at home. <laughs> was, so, was beer the kryptonite? Cause for me, beer is the kryptonite. I, I could stop with whiskey or anything else, but beer for some reason, I'm like, that's just nice. Right. Yeah. A lot of beer. Uh, and then a good amount of whiskey, because like you said, the Squire was very cheap. And so there was a lot of like shot in a beer or like at El Chirito, you could do a shot of tequila and a beer. Did you have a bar tab too? Very often. A lot of times. Yeah. You'd win uh, Greg Baumhauer, the host would give away a, a tw- I think it was a $25 bar tab to the best set. drinks. Nice. Yeah, practically. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, it was an easy way to keep coming back. I would have anyway, but it was nice to get the free drinks, and um, so and yeah. So a lot of a lot of drinking, uh, mostly whiskey and beer, and uh, God damn, I don't miss. Uh, I, I I had I enjoyed my time, but I don't miss. Like I'm glad that it's um, that their memories, you know. Cause yeah. I'm, I had to tap out, man. And, and you know, cause hangover, sir, how old are you? I'm 28. Yeah. So you like have had like three hangovers and you're like, oh <laughs> yeah, boy. This is... Like I, my 26th <laughs> birthday, I got trashed in downtown Fort Collins, <clears throat> biked home, bikes just like in a tree out front. <laughs> and I woke up and I was like hammered, just still hammered. And I was like, time for breakfast. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Mm-hmm. Tuesday. Yeah. That, that's, that starts to change. At like 29, 30 for me, oh, a year? You know, some people it's, <laughs> it's earlier. You might have, yeah, you might have a year or two and then they just get, they just get re- more and more real. And oh God. I I'm got, staring at the abyss right now, aren't I? That's right. <laughs> well, th- yeah, this could be your future where I am uh, bloated from candy as opposed to beer. It's a different bloat and it's, it feels healthier overall. It really isn't like sugar could kill me quicker than, than beer, but I don't know. I feel healthier regardless. At least it's a different bloat. I mean, that's... (laughs) It's a different bloat, less headaches. Uh, God, and I used to feel awful all day and then go, you know, to a show or a mic and start it and just do it all over, you know? Start to feel good because of the first couple drinks and then get drunk. And then the next day, it's like, oh, here we go again. Time to make the donuts. (laughs) Yeah, dude. But... Uh, So is weed uh, weed the primary... Fun times, good times, chill times kind of thing. Yeah, it was. You know, for uh, for a while, I was smoking a lot. I, I always liked smoking weed. Uh, so and then when, when I quit, and my wife quit drinking six months before me. And uh, so when we were new to being sober, we, we upped our weed intake for yeah. maybe like the first year or two. And then I kind of I kind of leveled off and... Uh, Lately, like the last year, because it's been almost five years, so there were a couple of years of smoking a ton, uh, 
and then last like year or two i haven't smoked as much kind of backed off of it a little bit and i've enjoyed the clarity and i i once i fell out of it it made it tougher to like you know when you do it every day you can do whatever you can perform surgery you can fly a plane because (laughs) (laughs) because your brain is is accustomed to it and you've adjusted or whatever uh but i fell out of that routine and and my tolerance dropped so now like you know i'm i mostly just smoke or you know we have little pen you know vape pens and stuff and i'll just do it at home because i i can't really drive with confidence like I used to and oh for sure yeah being out and super high doesn't sound as good as it used to so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a it's kind of a nighttime at home thing for me now I get you know this is growing up not everybody not everybody (laughs) grows up and tries to change and that's fine too but (laughs) it's been okay like I I do feel better overall and and not you know I, I started to feel weird about smoking out of glass bowls because they get so gross. You know, oh, they look gnarly, them, eh? Yeah. That's like one of the best. Fucked up. Yeah. Facing you and in I the face, to... just like you're looking at your pipe. It's like, that's not what my lungs look like. I can't be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what your brain looks like. That's what your lungs look like. <laughs> and it's such a bitch. You know, I was getting so sick of, uh, of cleaning the resin out because it's just Sisyphean. You could do it. You could, the only way I, I was able to, uh not hate it is you have to clean it like every you know 10 days and that's bullshit because oh, you're right you know you're smoking a bunch of weed you're not really on like a cleaning schedule where you're constantly <laughs> taking care of your fucking <laughs> your glassware oh, so it's man. you know those are at loggerheads those two uh ideas and so yeah i would just you know i would eventually let it be let it go another four months and then you're back to just having you know this sticky resin all over your fingers and (laughs) i've been trying to it's been nice to uh to to not have that be a part of the the daily thing we've mostly been doing uh can of punch is a great uh weed drink that you beverage yeah yeah they have a few flavors and then i think most of them are sativas and then there's a i think but i think there's a couple indicas so you have a little uh variety there and then, you know, I, I need to find a good uh, rechargeable, re, you know, re, a pen that you hold on to. And we, ha- we haven't done that yet. So we've mostly mm. been doing like the, the little disposables. You, you use them and you can, you can recharge them. But once you're done with the, uh, with the, the, the hash container, you, you toss it all. And you so get rid of them. Move. I like a joint. I like a good joint. Well, yeah. Yeah, joints are good. Is that like I feel like that's healthier for some reason? Like, well, it just disappears when I'm done with it. Give it back. Oh to the yeah, earth. joints. Ha- joints have to be better than pipes because of the you know yeah you don't have the buildup, the plaque <laughs> that lines your <laughs> arteries. You ever take yeah, like a I week off, that- or what's like the longest you've had without weed? Because like I feel like anytime I've spent like two weeks off, I smoke it again. I just like hear music in my head. I'm like, oh my god. This is, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't go for long periods without it, but I've, but I, I used to smoke every day yeah, all day and then it was every day, but mostly at night and not, not right before sets, you know, like I started to be more discerning with it. And yeah. then, yeah, more recently, like I said, maybe like for the last year, maybe I'll go a few days. Uh, so usually not like a week or two. Yeah. 
not enough to get but, that feels like the first time no no i i, I have had that because <laughs> like i said smoking and, and ingesting a lot less i have had that kind of recalibration to where oh, it nice. can fuck me up and then i'm like oh god you know like <laughs> flashbacks to the the fourth time that i smoked weed where it's like oh man this is a permanent thing now this is how my brain is and everybody's gonna make fun of me I can I can still get that. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite ones to be, honestly. You know better, so you know you can just ride it, and you're not freaking out that you're gonna die. You just know that you're way too high, and you can't be like trusted with anything. But you can, yeah, yeah you can you can enjoy it. You can lean into it. I remember one time I was at the airport, and I uh, I brought edibles for all my friends because they're like, "Yeah, bring edibles. We'll have them before the plane." So I brought like ten, like twenty milligram edibles. <laughs> <laughs> and we get there and i'm like get the little baggie out right before we get in line and i was like hey everyone have one like go ahead have have like let's get let's let's party and they're like oh we don't want that and i was like what so i ate with a bag and then <laughs> <laughs> whoa <laughs> yeah i went to the airport and uh we all get sandwiches at this place and you're supposed to get a ticket with your sandwich but i got i just paid and ran away cuz i was so scared <laughs> <laughs> and i never got my ticket and they kept calling numbers and I realized I didn't have my ticket. So I can't figure out which number I am. So sure. I'm just like standing in the middle of the terminal, like a jackass, just staring at the sandwich <laughs> shop for like a half hour. And uh, <laughs> eventually some guy comes up and he's like, do you need help with like that sandwich, man? And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. And he just like goes up for me and gets me my sandwich. It's pretty good. Oh yeah. That is, yeah. You got to the, <laughs> you turned into a little kid. <laughs> yep. I ordered a sandwich. What, what what number are you? Uh, I got it on wheat bread. And it's like, oh, okay. You're very high. Ho- yeah, hopefully that guy just has gotten used to seeing people like that at the airport. Just obliterated. So, yeah. right. Yeah, just classy eyes. And just, oh, yeah, you, you're going to have to walk them, walk them around the bases. Yeah, I was with my friends, too. And they were like, they were like, uh, I didn't know the flight got delayed and I'm looking at my watch like, oh my God, we are so late, man. And I couldn't, I was, <laughs> I was like, look at my friends, like we got to go guys. And like, it's been delayed three hours. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, this sandwich is supposed to take another 90 minutes. So who knows where we're going to end up? <laughs> You're like, I got to get rid of all my belts before the metal detector. God, I got a lot to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That can be, that can be fun. Uh, like you say, because you know from experience, eventually you're not going to be that high, so you can just kind of. And yeah. it's nice when you, you know, I, uh, when you, when you're with friends, you know, they're gonna keep an extra eye on you, and that is not always true when you're drinking. Sometimes you can just disappear, and everybody else is, you know, drunk enough to just be like, oh, well, he'll come back here because that this is the last place we were all together, and you know, <laughs> you try to be logical and. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, you're just headed south. I was uh, for it was no just, reason. No, well, 200 milligrams any time in my Ooh. life would be. I mean, my eyes were red. Like someone took a photo of me. I was like a pale ghost, and my <laughs> eyes were just like rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but weed's yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and you know what sucks is like. Uh, not everybody can just, you know, get used to it or whatever. And yeah, I was talking with, uh, my buddy Wally about how, like a lot of people know that maybe cause you start younger, I don't know what it is, but like you, you know, everybody tells you that you get better at drinking or 
be careful, you know, and then you'll, your tolerance goes up, but people don't really say that as much with weed. So you, I think maybe people don't take it seriously enough a lot of the times. And then, so they just eat a bunch of weed the first time, or they smoke a bunch the first time. And if they have a bad time, they're like, Oh yeah, it, it messes with me. And it's like, no, it's the same with anything. You know, mm-hmm. you have, you get better at it, you get more used to it and it doesn't freak you out as much. And you know, you can, you can uh, improve your performance. Oh man. I remember the first time I did shots and I was like, well, it's just like the movie. You should take 20 with your buds <laughs> and slam the table. <laughs> yeah. In a montage. Yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Travis Tritt or. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize there was a lapse of time in the montage. It was just like, oh, you just take mm. a lot of shots. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's uh, we're so like weird. Like I said, starting most of my drinking started, or like my, I got in the swing of things in college. Like I started drinking in high school, but just a little. You know, I started getting. I started to like it more uh, in in college, and I think a lot of us are just like. You know, you want to be, you want to look like you drank a lot and you can handle it and you're, yeah, you know, you're good at partying or whatever. But the no, bragging of rights really, of that too are always just like, yeah, yeah, he gets fucked up. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. For the most part, it's not really anything to brag about, especially because we, I think that uh, in, in the US, we aren't really concerned with how we compose ourselves. It's all about the quantity. And that's not the whole picture. That's not, oh, yeah, this guy's such a, you know, uh, such an oblivious freak with a death wish that he just pounds until, you know, until the cops come. And it's like, yeah, that's not really the same as like drinking a bunch and still being coherent at the end of the night and, you know, peeing into a into a toilet. You know, these are (laughs) those are part of it as well. And I think those kind of get lost. and, And it wasn't was not an issue for me. I definitely was about the the quantity and the, you know, being able to be blackout. People are like, oh yeah, I couldn't tell. And it's like, that. well, that's not good either. You know, like just because <laughs> I, I would, my body knew how to walk still didn't mean that I was uh, winning the battle because, you know, when you black out a bunch, yeah, uh, it's weird. It's like, oh yeah, that can't be good for any part of my body. Yeah, if and you're probably blacked out like, with like other people are blacked out, and it's like, no, dude, you don't have a drinking problem. Let's go, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and going from going from hanging out with a bunch of college students to comedians, both groups love to yeah. just put them away, and you don't really worry too much about. You graduated from drinking, drinking. It went from college to comedian drinking. Yeah, I went to tr- trade school. Yeah. Yeah, further education after the <laughs> after the bachelor's. Woof. Uh and yeah, and a, a lot of fun. You know, I have seen comics talk about how it can be weird or maybe tougher to make friends if you don't drink. I could see that when you're starting out because you don't really know anything or if you're new to a place, you don't know the other comics. Uh you are for the most part hanging out drinking and I don't know. I, I think that's that's gone away a little bit because people don't drink as much. You know, yet the yeah. younger generations haven't been drinking as much, and so maybe it's really, not really like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe we saw uh, our parents were like, ooh. <laughs> well, so yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's part of it, and and I think maybe people it it being easier to get weed. Oh, yeah. I think helped 
millennials, younger millennials, and then Gen Z doesn't really smoke a lot of weed. I don't think either. Some of you know, some of them do, but they're just vaping. I think for them, they vape. Well, yeah, they have better options. You know, drinking and weed are like, pff, yeah, cool. What about like you know these very specific pills that you can take yeah. or mix or in order soccer. to just, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Fortnite is great uh, energy drinks are fun boner pills boner pills all. yeah i used to drink <laughs> i used to drink uh remember balls soda energy drink yeah b-a-w-l-s balls and play I halo do, halo I, one all night just i don't think i ever tried balls but i remember <laughs> did it have little balls in it energy balls no it was just a drink and it, it did have ball ball is ball esque <laughs> like label mm. i thought maybe there was like some dipping dots in the in the can oh that would fuck be that'd be sick <laughs> ice cream and an energy drink i don't know it doesn't sound crazy dipping dots move a few it's a failing industry you know that it, it's been bought like four times <laughs> at like less yeah, and less I've... money <laughs> oh damn yeah there's been a bunch of people who have just thought well i liked you know we liked them as kids we when they were at we had them at when i think of wet and wild in las vegas the water water park oh hell yeah we had, hockey games for yeah, me up, in, up here mm. yeah. yeah so yeah they, they i could i guess i could see people thinking yeah it hasn't worked yet but they didn't have the passion these things got me <laughs> through some tough times you know so <laughs> some some idiot just dedicates his life thinking that he can turn the world on to dipping dots and they yeah just everybody fails i love the idea too of like someone pitching that idea to investors we're gonna freeze balls but it's ice cream yeah yeah drop (laughs) (laughs) yeah well and it it doesn't uh it doesn't make sense because everybody loves ice cream but you don't but it sucks when they melt so these dipping dots gave you some extra time, I think, because you know you had the protective coating, mm-hmm. so you could enjoy ice cream at your leisure. The, the ice cream wasn't, you know, the one calling the shots. But <laughs> for whatever reason, people reject enough people rejected it, and uh, yeah, yeah, it should have it should have worked. It has enough mouthfeel. It's got that mouthfeel, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I guess uh, mo- mochi would be considered a success, and. You know, bigger than the Dippin' Dots, so maybe you're thinking too small. You don't want these tiny little bits of ice cream. You want, you know, a little <laughs> snowball. You want Literally a little baseball size. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. you got to think bigger. <laughs> think outside of that bowl. <laughs> what if they were two big ones? What if there were two big balls of ice cream with some fuzzy cake around it, and that mm-hmm. that was able to to catch on a little bit a little bit more deeply be fucking rad maybe covid put it back too because all the stadiums closed and because those balls can sometimes look like a little virus if, if you get the right <laughs> mixture you're saying mochi oh no dipping dip dots. dots yeah yeah bring dipping t- <laughs> that's the move like hey look little covid balls eat up <laughs> good luck yeah hopefully you don't end up in the hospital show your dominance to covid and eat it yeah yeah, don't be scared of dipping dots. It's just ice cream. Get over it. <laughs> Are you uh it's did a, you hear about an ice cream headache? Who cares? <laughs> When's the last time you got in uh brain freeze? Mm, it's been a while. 
it's usually I an event like... i'm always like what oh yeah <laughs> yeah i'm i'm trying to think because i don't I, I haven't gotten it from ice cream and i haven't had like a slurpee in a long time those those can get you as you are trying to like get all the syrup and leave the leave the ice behind <laughs> uh it's been a long time i can't remember when the last time would have been which means it's been quite a while maybe since uh god i don't know high school shit yeah dude because yeah they they stay with you so it feels mm-hmm. like if 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 it had been in the last 15 years i would def i would remember exactly where i was do you yeah. remember your last one i think it was it was the summer of 08 i don't know like uh <laughs> <laughs> definitely probably a slurpee where i was like oh fuck yeah hot day and just like maybe like mm-hmm. 3 years ago after a trail run I went running mm-hmm. through like the foothills and I came home like, I want a Slurpee. And I just chugged a little too much and I was like, oh no. But you can do, <laughs> that, you can do that trick where you shove your thumb in your up your mouth and you heat up with your thumb and it stops you from hurting. That's right. Yeah. That I don't know if I ever used that. I, they but teach, I remember they knowing. teach you, but they, they say only if you have to use it. <laughs> right yeah well yeah once your once your certification lapses you have to be careful because you can (laughs) you can kill yourself (laughs) that thumb turns into a loaded pistol if you fall out of (laughs) if you fall out of practice you know i think i might have gotten a good one i'm trying to think but like maybe in like 2014 i went to i did shows in like a show in baton rouge and a show in new orleans and in new orleans we did like the to go, you know, walking, walking the streets with the hurricane, you know, with those frozen yardstick concoctions. And I think I might've slurped that pretty good and got a taste <laughs> of the old brain freeze. But like I say, it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, five years not drinking will help that. But I mean, a slurpy, a slurpy will get you if you're not careful. It's a PSA, everyone. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know, you want to get it in you before it melts, before, you know, you spill it. You want to just drink that Slurpee, that frozen Slurpee. And yeah, you can fly too close to the sun like Icarus. That'd be a good sketch, I think. Just like 30 different videos (laughs) of like the more you know. (laughs) Man, that is a that is a very specific, awful sensation. The brain freeze. Ooh, yeah feels I, bad you ever looked up uh, videos of cats getting brain freeze though <laughs> no that shit's the that best sounds like a good move oh they don't know what to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they just start climbing the walls or they run out the door they look like they have a stroke <laughs> it's funny they're like oh mm-hmm. oh, fuck. oh yeah I, I think i've seen that yeah i think i have seen that uh there's a lot of good stuff on that internet man that was a the good burp not- dude that was a winner. I, yeah, I should have leaned in. I should have gone into onto the mic, but I. What did you have for dinner? My, my old D, my old radio DJ days. Uh, <laughs> I was frozen uh, noodles and veggies, like a stir fry, frozen uh, stir fry. It was it's good. My wife added a little, some spices, some flavoring to the sauce that they give you for the for the noodles and the veggies, and it was uh, it was good. I'll get you good burps, especially <clears throat> with carbonated water. Well, yeah, yeah, this is, I'm not currently drinking carbonated water. Don't tell Soda Sense that I'm drinking flat water out of their bottle. But uh, yeah, uh, just 
awful to try to do a podcast after slamming a couple of whatever these are you know 32 ounces of bubble water and then you're just (laughs) me and sam on chubby behemoth definitely lean into it and try to capture the the burps and the farts uh for posterity but yeah i was trying to i was trying to (laughs) i was trying to lean off uh, back off of my burp just there for you for the listener dude your podcast has gotten me through some of the worst foundry days of my life (laughs) when i was i used to work at a foundry what is that a foundry that's where you like bronze sculptures they melt okay metal down and turn it into panels and then you weld it together and shine it up okay yeah it was like it was basically like the worst i knew it was was something that old that has been around for a long time i couldn't have told you for sure what it was my first thought was horses which is a farrier and i had a recent (laughs) conversation about those so i was like oh (laughs) this guy's making shoes for horses all right this is you're you're getting all the the trades that begin with f this month i got you (laughs) yeah yeah i thought maybe you were for you making swords or <laughs> something along those lines to 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 protect your king yeah i would listen to your podcast all the time during quarantine i was like all right let's go like i i, w- I did one show in parker during like september and that's like two hours away for fort collins and i did a show for like three people and i was like right on and Damn. i like get, i'm like all sad getting in the car like well comedy's dead that's how fun. <laughs> and then I was saw it, you guys put two episodes. Bit... Oh, we got you home. You got me home. <laughs> I, Talking about uh, uh, who's got them and stuff like that. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah that's a theme. That's the recurring theme <laughs> of our stupid podcast. We, <laughs> we, well, you know, originally we wanted to start like pretty early last year. Or even before that, I think we talked in like 2019, like, let's do a podcast. And he was like, sure, Sam's like, sure. And then, you know, we just didn't for like eight months. And I liked the idea of us. We would have obviously talked a lot about comedy if we would have continued to do it last year once once we got going. But like we, neither of us were doing shows from like, for the most part, from like middle of March until whenever, like, you know, November. It was a, there was a long stretch where neither of us were seeking out very many shows and so (laughs) i i don't want to blame covid but i mean we didn't have comedy uh current you know like new comedy stories so pretty quick we started talking about like growing up and embarrassing stuff and funny things from you know being a kid or whatever and it and then yeah it started to be a lot of sexual sexual stuff our sexual histories and uh <laughs> uh yeah some primal shit some very base uh some say some say essential what's interesting no, is uh, i know both of you but there's this third person becker who i just hear like <clears throat> he's just like i don't know you you, you hear stories about him but like the amount he eats makes me kind of cringe because he oh, eats like yeah. 40 muffins in one sitting. And I'm like, oh my God. That's right. 40 muffins. Uh, that has stayed with people. <laughs> uh, he, and he, well, Andy, if, you, if you've looked him up or if you know him at all, he uh, is not big. He doesn't have this eating uh, issue like add up on his body. He doesn't have a bunch of like 
extra weight that he's carrying around. So he's got a good metabolism, I guess, you know, good genes. But yeah, horrific he's able shits. to got to have horrific shits, right? They've got to be. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's not just completely unaffected. Yeah, that is just, <laughs> that is like an issue, I'm sure, sometimes. Because he doesn't eat like that all the time, but he can, like, it's always a possibility that he will just, you know, he, either he works a lot, you know, works a long shift, and then he doesn't want to go to bed uh, when he gets home. And so he'll order a bunch of food and just puts it away. And, I would love uh, to f- see what that's like. Have you ever thought about you eating like 40 muffins? Like what would, what would your body do? Would it ascend? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I eat a lot. And uh, I know sometimes I will scare myself with how little of a, of a reaction my body will have to, you know, a bunch of McDonald's or whatever. You'll, I'll wake up later in the next day and just be like, oh boy, that I thought that was going to hurt and it didn't. And that's almost scarier because it's like, what have I done to make my body just be like, all right, another day at the office. Uh, I'm going to put down $25 worth of McDonald's. That's fine. <laughs> so, uh, and Sam too, Sam, you know, Sam is capable of eating ridiculous amounts. And he is, he, he always says that he lacks an enzyme that tells his body that it's full. He's married to a doctor who has told him this is not a thing, but he still thinks that that might be an explanation is that he doesn't have (laughs) whatever enzyme most people have that, that let you know that you're, it's time to stop eating. So he can, he can be impressive as well. Uh, Not too long ago, I, uh, I hosted a a show for Jay Gillespie. Do you know him? Oh yeah. Yeah. The Cougar Nate. I saw some cougar nates. Yeah. So yeah. So Jay has been in Trinidad for like I think a little over a year, and he hosts Cougar Nights, and it's you know like an hour Monday through Friday. And he was gone for two weeks and asked, or he, he was gone for three weeks. I only ended up doing the show for two weeks, but I wanted to try and uh, eat more tacos than he did during his uh, taco episode. He thought he could maybe eat twenty five. Taco Bell tacos. And I think he even tried to do 25 in like 20 minutes, which, you know, it was a, t- a tall task. And Pop. he kind of got, yeah, I mean, yeah, the time limit was probably not necessary. And he kind of got screwed because, uh, there we go. That one was, <laughs> that one was into the mic. I saw you uh, turned away and you're like, no, it's going yeah, in. Instinctually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be polite and I was like, no, give them what they want. Uh, live the gimmick. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get people to, to get a taste of chubby behemoth. So, uh, oh yeah. So, so Jay had, uh, somebody else got the tacos for him, but they, uh, ordered these, I, I think he got 25 tacos, hard and soft shell tacos, but they were all Supremes. Oh, and Jay doesn't like sour cream. So it was like, you know, instead of helping, you know, oh, a little more flavor or whatever, it was like a negative for him. And the tacos were purchased like an hour before he started eating them. No. So he had a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that definitely, that, th- those two, uh, those two details definitely did not help his uh, pursuit. And so he, he ended up eating 15 of those tacos and God bless him. Cause it, he didn't like, <laughs> he didn't like any of that. You know, even the first ones, I'm sure, weren't great Man, with all that sour cream and with the, the fact that they were sitting there, you know, marinating in that sour cream for an hour. Yeah. 
So the soft shells were, were hard and the hard shells were soft. It just uh, must've been tough. But so, you know, I, I, I put it out there that I was going to try to beat his record knowing that, you know, it wasn't going to be the, the definitive uh, mark, you know, there was going to be some controversy because I said I was going to learn from his mistakes. So I bought, I bought 20 tacos like right before I went to the studio to, to broadcast and I didn't do, I like sour cream and, and tomato. I wouldn't have cared about the, that uh, caveat, but I skipped that to save money. And so, uh, and I ate 20 Taco Bell tacos in, I think about 20 minutes. Oh. And uh, I, I felt, I felt pretty gross, but you know, I didn't puke. And uh, the next day I felt pretty fine. And it was like, yeah, that's my old training. You know, when I used to drink, it was definitely a lot of late night, just whatever was uh, on the grill at, at 7-Eleven. I'd get, <laughs> I'd get whatever they, they uh, would sell me. What's the good to go to treat at 7-Eleven? Uh, is it the pizza? Well, no, I don't like the I don't like the pizza. I feel like they fuck it up almost every time. Yeah, they don't really like you read know, the one page to cook it. <laughs> right. Or 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 yeah, it just dries out really quick. Yeah. But yeah, I usually don't. So when I was drinking, it was almost always taquitos and either nachos or a hot dog. Cause I would do the jalapenos and onions and, and the nacho cheese. And I also would uh, often get the barbecue rib sandwich. Whoa. Those are good. Hardcore. Those are good. You ever had sushi uh, from 7-Eleven? Uh, I feel like I have not. Do they carry? Is it just a couple of random spots you think? I don't, it's, I feel I like I, I would. Random spots. Yeah. I, okay. I, Fort I Collins, you guys are getting comic. spoiled. No, no, this is a, like the mountains, which more concerning. Mm. Uh, but okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where they're like they're dumpster diving at a sushi restaurant in Aspen. They're like, this will be great. We'll sell mm. it at the Seven Eleven over the next ten days, and <laughs> whoever buys it won't won't be from here, so they won't they won't get sick until they're on their flight to Houston. It's a conspiracy. It goes all the way to the tip. Yep. That's right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. The the fancy sushi restaurant maybe, you know, sets the sushi aside and then the 7-Eleven employee leaves a little envelope of cash. And yeah, there's a there's a whole organized system to this thing. I remember watching a thing on I, I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore, but it was an episode of this show that did like journalism about food industries and like what makes some of them successful. And they, they did a famous mm-hmm. one about Chipotle. And how they're able to like do their business, and mm-hmm. then they did another one about McDonald's that was really bad. Like, well, obviously it's not good, but you know, it's cheap. But then McDonald's mm-hmm. bought that series, deleted that episode, and made one saying how awesome McDonald's is. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear about that. That's I believe it though. That's so perfectly evil. <laughs> revisionist history as yeah like you said as if people are still not concerned about a mcdonald's lifestyle you know that that comes with consequences yeah there's plenty of doc there's like 40 documentaries about it like sugar bad that's Mm -hmm. it yeah (laughs) yeah don't (laughs) don't eat too much mcdonald's or else you will definitely die and so people are like all right i can't eat it for every meal i'm gonna have to do some jogging maybe some light weights 
and then yeah you can <laughs> you can cheat death and still <laughs> eat a good amount of mcdonald's but yeah, yeah you have to you have to try to balance it out somehow some yoga some water i used to think i used to think i was like doing pretty good overall because i got pretty i got really uh really good about drinking a lot of water and again uh sam's wife is a doctor and i said something to her once probably drunk and like in line at wendy's or whatever but i'm like yeah i think i'll be all right because like i drink a ton of water don't drink a lot of soda and she was like that doesn't help at enough (laughs) you know like it doesn't (laughs) doesn't doesn't mean that i'm gonna be fine yeah it was so stupid of me i was like if i was friends with a doctor i would just never ask him any questions i'd be like i don't want that's the (laughs) i don't want to (laughs) know they don't yeah they don't want to uh they don't want to have everybody you know lifting up their shirt like hey check this thing out i'm sure she'll tap you on the shoulder if she's like hey you need to go to the hospital or something like that you know (laughs) right yeah one yeah if she initiates then you don't have to feel bad because that's her job but yeah you don't you don't want to make her keep working off off uh, off the clock that's not fair to her no yeah she has she's she emily has been with sam for almost a decade and so she has seen how gross sam and his friends can be and she can't save us all she can't like you know she can't uh, just decide <laughs> to change a bunch of adults uh lifestyles yeah. so you know, like I said, she, she has to can't be a doctor all the time. You have to be able to just be a person sometimes or else she'll yeah. go crazy. Can you imagine her asking you comedic advice? That'd be weird. Right. Yeah. She she knows not to come to me with any. <laughs> is this funny? Is this is this anything? <laughs> Do you miss that? Hey, is this anything? Yeah. What else? Uh, what else? Yeah, what about dude. this? Uh, have you ever had anybody talk about how queefing is weird? And it's like. Yeah, that's been done. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, doctor. <laughs> but maybe she would have a unique perspective, you know, like the science behind the queefing. It's not yeah. just a not just a funny sound. There might also be a health benefit or she could okay. add <laughs> she could add something to the conversation. A PSA about <laughs> queefs. PSA, yeah. Maybe <laughs> don't strain too hard, you won't be able to have kids. Uh <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> well, illumination holy shit I, there's <laughs> one if I may bring it up there's one episode of, of Patreon where I, was it, no it wasn't Patreon it was where Sam was in like Florida with these two dudes who were like powerlifter monsters oh yeah what was that Buddy, what? And, Chris, Buddy and Chris yeah that, that was they, a crazy uh, episode <laughs> yeah they came they came to Denver that must have been like I guess it was around Thanksgiving last year. So they, mm. uh, Buddy, Buddy had had COVID like a month before that or something. Oh, really? And so he he had yeah. So he had like antibodies. He was you know relatively, uh, you know he didn't have to be super concerned about getting sick again. He could have yeah. you know tra- carried it, passed it on to someone. But so I think so he was kind of cleared to travel if he wanted. And uh, Chris Pierce is, uh, they're both uh, funny and they do a true crime metal podcast called Death Metal Detectives. And uh, yeah, Chris wanted to come out here to see Sam. And so they, him and Buddy both came for a few days and they recorded together. 
and I wanted to go out there and, and meet up with them, but I was pretty nervous about getting sick. So I did not. And I think Becker, we're pretty sure that that's how, cause Becker had it. Oh, wow. and Sam got it. Like Sam got it a little bit after Becker and it didn't, I didn't think that it could have been from Jake because Jake and I drove up to Fort Collins to record with Sam when Jake had it. And so that was a weird thing. Cause like we drove up and back together up to Fort Collins and back to Denver in, in, you know, in the car, no masks. We're talking the whole time. I think maybe we were okay because uh, we had the windows down or cracked because Becker was smoking cigs. Mm. So, you know, but it was still crazy. Like, how did I not get it? Your but beard. Sam I, think. Did. I have a theory. Yeah. The beard, uh, <laughs> The beard, yeah, the beard it can't swats rule it out, away. Can't rule out the uh, the filter like qualities of the beard. You know, <laughs> anything I eat ends up filtered on my mustache. So why not uh, a, a a disease, an airborne pathogen? Uh, but no, I think I think what happened is uh, is Becker and Sam hung out with Buddy and and Chris and a, a couple other people, and they like hung out in a pool and wrestled each other and shit. So and there was some drinking involved. So I think that might have helped uh, with the transmission. But I lucked out. I didn't get it. So I can't feel bad. I, it would have sucked to have gotten it. I didn't know that Becker, happened, dude. That's crazy. Becker was. Yeah, they. So, yeah, I think it was that. It must have been when they recorded that episode was uh, that night or the next day or something. I know they were pounding beers and shit. And it, you know, I wanted, I wanted to be able to join in, but I was trying to be cautious. So I was a cautious Carl. It's, it's, uh, it's better to be uh, missing out. No matter like what I've learned from all of this, like it's okay to miss out. There's that fear of missing out. I don't, Mm -hmm. I like feel way better where I'm like, you know, I don't need to be at every comedy show ever. You know? Right. Sure. Yeah. When, when that, that, I think that happens to, uh, the longer you, do comedy you realize you can't uh you can't be at every show at mike without other areas of your life suffering like i put comedy first for 12 years or whatever yeah and you know drank a bunch and had a ton of fun and made some good friends but i also wasn't like making a bunch of money and i i had some relationships that i think suffered because comedy was first comedy was front and center and then you know i wanted to hang out and and make these relationships work but it's really hard you know it's hard to to be on top of several different things when you're trying to to give everything your all or whatever you know or to yeah you know comedy demands a lot especially in the beginning because you're navigating all this stuff that you you haven't that you probably don't know much about and so you're uh yeah you you don't want to miss out on and, and you know and it is true that sometimes if you're hanging out uh, in a particular spot, a comic may end up asking you to do a show and they wouldn't have if you weren't right there right then. But you also can't just assume that the more you're out, the more you'll get. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for your uh, mental health, for your fucking overall health, you may, uh, you know, you stay home now and then and recharge or whatever, or write, you know, and yeah, and uh, miss miss a few hangovers, miss a few uh you know drunken brawls or whatever but he right. might end up might end up uh still you know forging I relationships and yeah working hard and all that 
I remember working like smart, <laughs> working smart, not yeah, exactly. I remember I like got way too. I was like, I'm gonna go every night. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Long Longmont and Denver, and then Colorado Springs. Come home, and then, but like I, I started realizing like I was like my sets were getting worse because I was just always doing stand up, and all yeah. I knew was stand up, and I didn't have like a life outside of doing stand up. So it was just like, oh, get <laughs> burned out, man. Got to live some life yeah. a little bit here. For sure. Yeah, you have to. Uh, yeah, you got to try and come up with some new stuff. Talk to non comics. Uh, maybe call your mom or your dad and catch up with them. <laughs> uh, get a new type five yeah, from Ma. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, yeah. Next thing you know, your mom says something ridiculous and it's in your act. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I have. I have wanted. It, like I'm excited to do stand up again because I have a pretty fun story. I don't know if you would have heard it on Chubby Behemoth, but it was a Patreon episode where my my dad had cancer and was sick, and you know it was like, oh, he's he should have another year or whatever. But you don't you don't really know, and so it was uh, tough. But and I also wasn't really talking to my parents because they were both kind of like Trump people. And I tried to, you know, change their minds or influence them. My sister and I both would try to like point out how shitty some of their thinking was or, you know, just a lot of times they just weren't even paying enough attention to where it's like they know that they're not Democrats. So they think they have to, you know, support Trump because he was the other option or whatever. And it's like, no, but that comes with all this other shit that you don't really know about, but you're still, you know, you're still on that team and that's not good. So all of that, all of that, you know, it was getting really hard. So I, I wasn't really talking to them. And, uh, we, Megan and I have been down here in Trinidad since the beginning of the year. And, uh, January 20th, when Biden was getting sworn in, uh, our, one of our dogs started having a bunch of seizures and she had always, uh, She's always, uh, well, yeah. So she would typically have like one every 10 days or every three weeks. And, uh, you know, they're, they're scary and weird and she'd be out of it for, you know, like an hour, but then she'd be okay. Well, this day she ended up having several. So we freaked out and, uh, Trinidad is very small. There's two vets, but neither of them are open late. You know, they're not overnight facilities. And so we had to drive up to Colorado Springs. Oh, wow. And, you know, so, yeah. So, and, and, and we first went to Raton, New Mexico to see a vet there. And he, and, and he looked at her for like an hour and, and she kind of stabilized or whatever. She seemed to be okay. So we brought her home and like an hour after that, you know, now it's nighttime and everything's closed and uh, she started seizing again. So we freaked out, you know, and, and headed up to the Springs and uh she's having uh, you know seizures the whole time in the back oh, of the man. car and i'm just like going 90 you know trying trying not to go 105 and get pulled over you know get get shot by a cop while i'm trying to save my dog <laughs> yeah. and uh we we get up to the springs she gets uh you know she they 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 take her at this animal hospital and we figure let's stay the night you know just in case she can come home tomorrow and so we got a room at this awful days in. It was so gross. And the guy that was working the front desk was dying of something, I guess. Maybe not COVID, but he was Wait, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was so sick, dude. He, when he, uh, you know, I, I was on like Priceline or Hotels.com, you know, all these. There's so many sites now where you can maybe get a room for a price that isn't 
you know, completely awful. So yeah, I, I, I book a room and then realize it was like for the next night. So I called to see if, you know, it was okay to come that night. And the guy just sounded like he was about to die. He like, couldn't talk for very long without like sneezing and coughing and like <laughs> gasping for breath. And so that was very scary. But I also, uh, you know, if you, if you try to do comedy on the road, you don't want to pay for hotel rooms. You don't want to pay $90 a night because you probably made 150. Yeah. So you like, I have an aversion to spending more than, you know, $19 on a hotel room. And so I went <laughs> cheap as I could yeah. this fucking days in was the cheapest and it was so awful and this but i didn't cancel because i it was non-refundable and so i would have had to pay the 60 plus you know the new room so i'm like all right hopefully i don't get what this guy has and you know we we got this room <laughs> and it was so gross you know uh uh we're you know maybe worth the 50 we paid but barely it was so just scary you know the the mattress was a trampoline uh you know there's like a melted popsicle in the in the little fridge you know little girl kind of holding the balloon in the corner <laughs> some tw- yeah a couple of twins saying yeah yeah their dad says you've always lived there you're like what the fuck uh all of a sudden i'm working the front desk i'm like jesus christ this is hell <laughs> uh so yeah we eventually i go to sleep and uh i <laughs> I had a wet dream. Do you remember those from high school? Oh, yeah. Have you had one in a while? Uh, oh, well, no, not, not a long while. I think I think last time was <laughs> high school. <laughs> okay, but so, yeah, like a brain freeze, uh, it's been a while. But <laughs> for whatever reason, I, I think because I sleep on my stomach, I am prone to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I if and like smoking weed, I used to do it all the time. <laughs> Uh, but I don't as much, I don't jerk off as much. And that can, can help that as well. If you go a few days, you don't jerk off. I think it makes it easier for you to have a wet dream. So I've, I've had several over the last few years and it's like, Oh yeah, it's kind of cool, but you got to clean up. <laughs> so you wake up in the morning. Uh, I'm, cool. <laughs> a mixed, yeah. A mixed bag. Like, Oh, I'm going to be late for that audition. But, uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you take the good and the bad of with the wet dreams. You know, it's uh, yeah. there's drawbacks and there's uh, positives. It's a gift but, and a curse. Uh, yes, yeah, li- just like life, it's good and bad. And so uh, <laughs> I wake up and I'm like, oh, good. I came in my underwear, and I went into the bathroom. My my wife was awake, but I didn't say anything to her. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I just go into the bathroom, and I clean myself up, and I sit down to. Uh, shit and i look at my phone and i get have a text from my sister that says hey uh dad died last night and i was just like oh hell yeah that is living that is god is real <laughs> god is a real thing and that is the first looked- scene in the nathan lund movie that's the first <laughs> That's what gets you, right? That's what yeah. grabs you. Yeah, you. <laughs> I did hear that on the Patreon, dude, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a." Well, yes. Yeah, so, are you going to so, close with that? I just picture you doing a my... long, sad story, and it just, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's one. That, yeah, so that's what I was saying is uh, the idea of returning to stand up is uh, very exciting because I loved doing it and had, you know, been doing it uh, as my fucking 
life and uh and and doing the podcast was a nice like middle ground you know a, a nice way to 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 be creative and to connect with people but yeah when when that happened one of the first thoughts was oh man why can't i that's that i could be closing with that i could open with it <laughs> if if i wanted to win people over right away just start with that and then go from there and uh yeah, selfishly, I was like, "Man, that's gonna be that's gonna be great on stage." But I, yeah, that's the that's the beauty that's the beauty we have. It's like, oh man, that you know that trauma. Ah, uh, let's go make well, it fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, you know, and and he had my dad had been sick for like three years, yeah. so it wasn't like you know if it had. I I keep telling people if it had been sudden like that would be, I think, a lot tougher uh in 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 some ways it's also tough to have to think about it a lot you know and, and know yeah. that it's gonna happen you know sooner than later all of that is tough as well but uh yeah in in my in my defense <laughs> uh i'm justifying it but Your no honor. I, my, that's right uh this was not uh there was no malice <laughs> yeah no it, that was part of yeah part of it for me was like because like my mom when when he had had good news for a couple of years and then when it was like oh it's it's back or it's spreading or whatever i said something to her like well yeah this has sucked but i've been thinking about it and like kind of you know preparing for the worst since the beginning and she was like oh i didn't do that at all and i was like oof i felt awful for her she was still just like kind of thinking the best and and that makes sense i'm not saying she was wrong to do that yeah but but I went the other way and was just like, man, like, you know, I'm so that helped me. I think uh, I was more prepared to deal with it happening. And it was weird to have it happen when I'm, you know, I'm in Trinidad. They're in Nevada. Yeah. My sister and her husband are in California. They went out there uh, a few days before he died to um, to spend my uh, nephew's birthday with with my parents, you know, so he, well, that's he good got some good days. That. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was, but yeah, but I didn't, I didn't go out there. I, I, I kind of wanted to, but I kind of felt like I, I shouldn't, you know, it, mm. I would have, if my, you know, my brother lived close and my sister visited, you know, went, went over there. So it was like, I, I could have, but I didn't. And yeah, so I, I still can feel like kind of a weird detachment from it, but I mean, yeah, I've had some, but also what happened time. was so cosmically hilarious sure right? well yeah that that was yeah that was the big <laughs> yeah that that was a pretty perfect moment to find out that he was gone was right <laughs> after i had to clean up my freaking wet dream <laughs> well do you remember what your dream was was it like mm. transformers one like, no, was... it's always it's always like somebody that I kind of know, you know, like I'll be somewhere random. It's never like it's never very linear either. It's always just like, oh, there's a few people at this place. And then this girl touched my leg. And so we kissed. And then uh, I for a while now, I'm, I'm pretty good at uh, realizing I'm dreaming. So that helps it, too. Like, mm. you know, once I know I'm in a dream, then it's like, OK, I can have sex with somebody if I want. I couldn't, I've tried to fly before and I, I, I'm, I've never just soared like an Eagle. I've been able to like jump high. Yeah. And yeah. have some of that, like some of that dream world, super Mario mm -hmm. uh, physics, but yeah, I, I, I can't. I, okay. Yeah. And you start running and you just jump and you're like, Oh, I, I can, just, I'm going. 
but then you mm-hmm. do you land like you're not just a little taste yeah yeah i don't know why <laughs> even in my dreams my brain's like you can't fucking fly you piece of shit <laughs> you dumb fuck you can't unless fly, you stupid. unless you fall asleep in like a hammock maybe it'll happen but <laughs> yeah i should experiment more because i it would be fun but it is also fun to realize you can uh you know have sex with whoever's nearby do you remember who it was and, or was it just someone you kind of no. knew yeah yeah you know just from scrolling twitter and instagram and facebook there's a lot of people that can end up (laughs) in my dream and uh so yeah it's it's i think that night it it might not have even been anybody that i knew it was just like you know uh, if you ever if you ever look at someone's uh face you can't they don't really have a face it's like the idea of a Mm -hmm. being but a lot of the details aren't there so that's very weird but like, <laughs> i don't think that <laughs> night was someone in particular it was my dad i fucked my dad and he died and so that's gonna be tough yeah uh, oh my god <laughs> did, I, did i kill my dad with my dream jizz is that what happened uh it's such a i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i may never know <laughs> <laughs> oh my god if you ever get on that this is not happening show that's a winner i think that's a winner like just that oh yeah the truest it's it's true oh anyone sure. on the planet Shit. will relate to it maybe it's... i could get on there i know a few people that have done that uh, yeah brant's brant's done it and the... brant did it yeah bunch of comics that uh I could maybe shoot an email to, hey, uh, what do yeah. you think of this? The guy who did, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the guy who did the, uh, what's it called? Uh, Epic Meal Time. He did a story for some reason. And he's like never done stand up. Oh, who was it? Maddie Matheson? Was that him? No, I forgot his name. Oh. He's just a Canadian dude who's cranky face. <laughs> and he told a story about doing drugs and he had no timing. He's just like stepping on laughs. Like, yeah, so anyways, mm. it was in the park. I got really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i'll have to try to i'll try to look that up because there's yeah there's some good ones and i could see that being ugh, it's kind of probably hard to watch right like <laughs> you just know he should be crushing and he's just blowing it yeah he's like man they just laugh super hard he went hey, shut up next song yeah he's like okay Whoa. i i kind of do that too not not that i often have just these this, these roaring roiling uh waves of laughter but I don't, I I have had, I've received that as criticism that uh, sometimes people will be like, man, you were stepping on a lot of those laughs. And my counter is always, I'm trying to like keep killing. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, I get it. If you have an hour, you can slow down. But for the most part, for me, like 20 even, but especially like seven or 10, I want to get those jokes out. I want them to hear all my shit and so i don't know if it's counterproductive or whatever but i like that though there's like a there's a balance to it there is yeah it's good it is good ideally to let them and maybe i would get more laughs if i slowed down and let the audience kind of digest one thing and then move on i don't know i I hate thinking too hard about that because i just like being out there and getting some laughs Mm -hmm. and then the 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 amount or the the stepping on the laugh it's like yeah but they should shut up. So maybe that guy's right. <laughs> you know, they should shut up and listen to the next thing. Settle down. Get over it. The uh, <laughs> I just learned from like watching John Novosad do his sets. He just like keeps them in a rhythm that 
he never lets people get a break so it whips people into a hysteria where it's just like yeah i can't breathe that is he's yeah he's uh very good at that and i think that he i might be wrong but i mean we've talked a lot i think that he developed that the way i think of it is the, is is the way he thinks of it which is the more you're giving them the less likely that they'll turn on you mm-hmm. or like i don't like uh being quiet on stage and not talking because if they're not laughing or even if they are a lot of crowds a lot of people will take that as a as oh this is when i yell something out and yeah. and and i know john hates that as well because he knows it's just almost always a a waste of time you know compared to if you get to to continue to run the show and and tell your jokes that's a good plan you know so uh i think that john may keep up that uh, that pace that energy uh for his own good as as a way to keep control of the crowd because otherwise they can start to yell shit out or god you know just all these ways that they can start to you know weigh in or or change course you know of of what you had in mind for your set and uh and and john has also he's just you know he writes a ton so he's always figuring out another little tag or uh He'll have saver lines, you know, like if something uh, doesn't work at some point, he'll come up with something great to to add on to get them back or mm-hmm. lead into his next thing or whatever. And so, yeah, having all of these tags ready to go makes it so that if it's if it doesn't get a good laugh, maybe the saver line does. Yeah. If it did get a big laugh, the saver line is just a, a tag that just continues the the momentum. So. He's a black belt in a comedy karate. Yeah, dude. I, I'm very grateful that I got to be around so many funny comics as I was trying to figure out my shit. Cause like, like I said in in Vegas and then when I was first in Denver, I wanted to be pretty dark and edgy, but then, but also clever and then being around more and more uh, professional comics, you know, uh, you start to realize, okay, yeah, you have to be pretty good at that in order to uh you know not have it bite you in the ass and so you have to you have to really develop that and uh the more i did it eventually i realized oh, i kind of want to have more fun than challenge people or whatever and then i got to a point when i was headlining more where i did like challenging people once again but it, after years yeah. and years of getting better at stand up you know when when i was new i didn't have as much uh, as as much in the the tool belt, the utility belt to to do it right, and yeah. so uh, my goal was to uh, start headlining at the comedy works and being able to do uh, to slow down and to challenge the crowd more because I'm not setting the table anymore. You know, mm. I'm not opening uh, for for Hippie Man or Sam or whoever, and 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 so it you know you you can take more risks. You're not just kind of making sure everybody has a good time. Obviously, you still are because you're beholden to the club, but the club is going to give the headliner more, uh, you know, more room to to do wh- whatever yeah. you want to do, you know. And, and you're already. So I, I was looking forward to that. I was yeah. looking forward to that, and I had, did not get. Uh, I was able, to, you know, there was like a tryout. Show. There were a few shows where me and Aaron Urist and Elliot Woolsey all got to do like 25 each or whatever, mm-hmm. and it was like an audition to headline, but. Uh, that was as, as close as I got to to getting my own headlining dates. And so 
uh, hopefully I'll be able to make that happen now that I live in Trinity. <laughs> now that I'm three hours away, uh, you know, the crowds will be clamoring. They'll be writing their senators and representatives demanding. Well, you're bringing slow you're, down. <laughs> you're bringing the comedy up down to or down to. I guess it is down. I always say up when it's somewhere else. When it People doesn't make say sense. up. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, well, so what's funny is like technically Trinidad is higher in elevation than Denver, but I oh, yeah, shit. I, I feel like if you're in Denver, you go up to Fort Collins and you go down to Trinidad because of yeah. the north and south, and that's that's it. And if you say yeah, I, I think that's most people I think do kind of consider. Yeah, if you go somewhere else, you're it depends on the person. They could use up or down more than the other, and then it doesn't matter. Uh, the there's no reasoning really. I think it is just kind of a preference. Yeah, and hey, that's colloquialisms have gotten us through some tough times. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, so you got the what's what's coming up in Trinidad? You guys have a festival. Uh, Wally asked if I could do it, and I I'm bringing. It's unfortunately the weekend of I'm bringing back Tilt in uh, Louisville. Oh shit, in that's Bilbo. cool. Yeah, that's coming back, so I can't come. But it's the is it the chief? What is it? The bicycle? Chief, yeah. Chief bicycle. It's the chief. Yeah. The chief bicycle and comedy festival. Uh, this will be the second year. The first year was in 2019, and then no festival last year, obviously because of the fires. But. Uh, <laughs> that's a yeah that's a lot of fun <laughs> a very real problem that we have in colorado I'm like oh man 2020 all those deadly forest fires all no, that cool shit yeah, it was the other thing but uh yeah it's back and you're doing a live be chubby a behemoth i heard that's gonna be fucking cool yeah so sam and i are gonna be like the the co-hosts of the festival and yeah i think i think the the last show of the first night is going to be a live chubby behemoth, which we have not done before, but I'm excited for it. You know, we've been, we've been pretty good about recording episodes. We're supposed to do two a week. Uh, that has happened for most of the weeks in the last year and a half. Uh, and uh, we've known each other for so long. I mean, I'm excited to do a live one because I know we'll, you know, we'll, both work real hard to entertain folks. We're going to be in a, a funeral home. That's where all the podcast recordings are going to be is this, uh, this funeral parlor that is like this, you know, a cute, uh, very old home that has been a funeral home for like 30, 40, 50 years or something. And uh, <laughs> it's a cool vibe. They've been doing renovations, but I think it's mostly to the outside. I hope because the inside was perfect. It was like, this weird mix of like homey kind of nice, you know, familiar feel. And then like pews, like church, uh, very off settle or very unsettling off putting, uh, but in a good way. Like a, if you're, if you're kind of macabre at all or morbid, then, you know, you can see the fun. Yeah. It's, doing. It's, is it a, uh, is it kind of like, what's that store in the mall? Hot topic. <laughs> uh yeah but like classy I mean, classy hot topic well it's more like uh the old it's like a, your grandparents house and then you go in the next room and there's grandpa in the coffin so it's like okay. <laughs> there's kind of the both sides like the like kind of a pleasant familiar welcoming vibe but then also the the looming specter of mortality so again, so it's like uh, 
It's like having a wet dream and then waking up to find that your dad died. It's a little bit of everything in under one roof. Well, there. So we're gonna be there. That's for the podcasts. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm excited to see a bunch of uh, friends from mostly from Colorado. Uh, You know, Wally Wallace uh, put it together and didn't want to worry too much about people traveling long distances. And so, right. um, I think he he focused on mostly comics from Colorado. And a lot of comics that did the first festival in 2019, um, but uh, there's going to be some new some new faces as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, a bunch of people that haven't been down here before, because uh, you know people have been talking about Trinidad for like the last year or so. And it's so blowing up. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully not too much. I'm hoping for like, you know, maybe an extra two thousand people, and then we're like, okay, we're good. We're Walk at ten thousand people. That, like Boulder. Yeah. <laughs> now, now we're full, and thanks for coming. But maybe, uh, you know, you can't stay here. <laughs> you can, <laughs> you can come check out. There's like thirty dispensaries here, so you can get a bunch of weed, and then you know, go go back to Denver, go home. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, yeah, there's there's gonna be some. Hopefully, we're gonna get a Target or a or a Trader Joe's at some point, that would be cool. And then there'll just be like a collective, okay, we're good now. And then we'll change the locks. What if you <laughs> and, got a natural uh, grocers? That I wish we have a, we have a Walmart and a Safeway and it's not enough. I mean, you know, it, it, it'll do for now, but it'll be nice to maybe get, yeah, I'd love to have a natural grocers. Uh, my wife tried to get falafel at the Safeway and nobody no. knew what the hell she was talking about. <laughs> she literally had people like what what she's like falafel you know like mediterranean food and they're like nope nope this maybe next year (laughs) not yet that hasn't come to the states yet yeah yeah we we did not we did not order no falafel i'll tell you that and it's we're not gonna order it next week neither (laughs) well dude it was great talking with you i haven't seen you since probably high hops like a year and a half ago we did a show together oh yeah or did you do did you do chillers did we do chillers did we do chillers as well we did chillers we did one of the last chillers I think that's right. It was it was pretty good. There were some talkers. Jeff Albright said that there'd be some chattiness, and there yeah, was, room, but they were he, yeah, pretty he fun was, though. And it was pretty full too. Oh yeah, so I was okay. I was okay with that. Yeah, that bar went under for before the pandemic. So oh shit, it, <laughs> <laughs> that's too bad. That's so they earned it. Kind of sad. Yeah, they, right. Yeah, <laughs> this was uh, this was definitely by our own hand. This was not. This was not due to unforeseen circumstances. These uh, these were foreseen, real repercussions. <laughs> these are this was chickens coming home to roost. Chubby Behemoth, I, I'm I'm a chubby chaser. I think anyone who listens to this podcast <laughs> for sure should be a chubby chaser because I don't know. You're listening to two Colorado comics who are funny as shit, and you guys have been friends for like what a millennia. Yeah, we uh, we didn't like each other when we first met in when I got here, 2008, when I got to Denver. Uh, we were a little standoffish because we were both big, loud comics, you know, that dr- <laughs> drank a lot, ate a lot, tried to, you know, c- command the room. That's my so thing kind of thing. Hey, that's yeah. my thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. And we were both, there were a few of us that were senior class president in high school. So that was a bonding thing, but also... A, <laughs> Okay, two sides of the same coin. You don't always, 
you, you don't always uh, are, you're not always attracted to each other right away. You might repel each other at first. And that's, that was us. And Sam wasn't big on the squire. Yeah. We, uh, we started hanging out probably 2009. We started to like each other and then eventually we started doing too much fun and that, you know, we were off to the races. All of a sudden we were shaving each other's backs and sharing <laughs> each other's flannels. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah man well hey uh love the podcast chubby behemoth it's hilarious pa- the patreon's even better and uh thanks for doing the show man oh yeah thank you that's a lot of fun